They're there. They're real. That's not some magical thing that keeps happening. The earth doesn't grow that way. Like all these other, there is no other, there is no other answer. It's a Sasquatch track. And the fact, example, like for you, Ashley, that you were drawn to it and you were attracted to it. That's next level. Because you had to be telepathic. You had to feel your way to that. You had no goddamn reason to go over there. Welcome, honey. Welcome to another episode of Drive Into the Riz with your favorite hosts. Well, that would be us, us. Larry, <laughs> Larry and Amelia. Oh, honey, you it, couldn't say Adelia. my name again. <laughs> <laughs> now, on with the show. On with the show. So, it's called The Hidden History of Earth's Original Human Body. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought Sasquatch. it was a Sasquatch show. Sasquatch. Of the original human yeah, body? Okay, okay. You're right. See? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Think God. About You're it. ready for God the title, honey. Go, go, go. <laughs> go, go, go. So, before we get into the topic of Earth original human body, which we call the Sasquatch, we have an announcement. Oh, yes. Another announcement. Yes. It's related to Sasquatch, so it's okay, guys. Yes. Anyways. Larry, our tribe and myself will be attending a Sasquatch summit in Washington State on the 17th and 19th of November, 2023. Mm-hmm. We will be joining our friend Todd Standing at his booth during the conference. Come and say hi. And the conference is at Quinault Beach Resort and Casino in Washington, 78 set route 115 Ocean Shores in Washington. Again, November 17th to the 19th, okay, 2023. Right. You can find the link to all that. In the article itself. Yeah, and we on the show notes as well. In the show yeah, notes. Yeah, you'll have the links for that in the so show notes. So if you're hearing this right now and it's before that day, hey, give it a pop and see if you can make it in. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be totally. great. Yeah. Not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about the hidden history of our origins on Earth. Yes, that's <laughs> kind of cool. It's <laughs> quite the intro, honey. Yes, thank you. Well, let me just read the first paragraph and then we can talk about it. Okay? All right, go. On the Pacific Northwest of the USA, as well as Canada and many other countries around the world, there have been documented cases of direct contact with creatures which we now know as Sasquatch or Bigfoot. We can think of Sasquatch as the original human body designed for what we call Earth, much like a wolf or a bear or an elk. They're capable and able of living where they are without any need for special shelter, clothes or even exotic food supplements. And like all humans from recorded history who will die from exposure without those things. (laughs) That's a good point, right? When you think about it. It is. Why is it that we can't just run out the house naked (laughs) and live? I mean, we're going to very soon be um, frozen, hypothermic, wet, hungry, cold. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, except for a narrow band of climate on the earth. I mean, even there will be too hot, dehydrated. (laughs) Probably get ate up by poisonous things. I mean, <laughs> I watched my dogs. They go lay down right on top of spiders. And guess what? Nothing happens Nothing to happens them. Nothing happens to them. But I dare you go lay down on a spider. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So also, so one of the other things yeah, is eating. I mean, the eating, dog, yeah, you give them yeah. food and they eat it, right? <laughs> All 
what I would even call food, but... But yeah. they do. They just... Grunk, 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 grunk. It's gone, right? Elk, yeah, I watched them walking up in the bushes, yeah. and they put their mouth down, and they just take a bite, and it's, it's food. Gone. Yeah. But with, with us, we have to have tools to cut it up, or even tools Preserve to hunt. Preserve it, and hold right? it, and we have cook We need tools it to, to hunt it. Stab even. it. Mm-hmm. All cut the it. things. Cut it. Into smaller pieces so can't we can just go it. run up there and take a bite Ank. out. No. Try and bite work. through bear skin. Ank. You're going to get very far. Yeah. Try and stick your head at the bottom of the lake and take a bite out of the grass at the bottom like a moose. <laughs> it's not going to work. It ain't going to work. You're not that. <laughs> You're not that. Right? Because Sasquatch is that. Sasquatch Don't is that. Don't need a house. Right. Don't need the fire to cook some food. They don't. Don't need uh, special clothes so they don't get cold. No, they don't. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It even makes sense. Yep. Yeah. They do spend the time in caves and underground shelters. Yeah, for the purpose of But social. so do bears. Bears do, yeah. Yeah. And so does uh, rabbits. rabbits. <laughs> Good job, honey. Yes. Alright. So next part? Next part. Accounts of Bigfoot encounters in Western society have, can be found in periodicals, reports and books from colonial times to present. All the reports name them wild men, hairy men, forest dweller, monkey men, and other similar words. Present reports and research prefer the word Sasquatch or Bigfoot for and for ease of communication, and we use the word Sasquatch to name them from now on in this article. I was actually just reading an article that uh, found reference to Sasquatch in Gilgamesh. Yes, that's right. Why don't you tell us about that? I thought that was really fascinating. That was fascinating. Gilgamesh yeah. is something like 1500, 2500 BC. Yes. And it's a tale. And it's where, where is it located on the planet? Mesopotamia, I think. Mm-hmm. Iraqish. Yeah. That many years ago, it was a little bit different environment there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, the paragraph that it references, I'll share that in our Telegram group. Okay. I can't remember the words. Oh, okay. But anyways. But it's referenced to it in there. It talked about what they called a type of God, God such and such, and they had a name for it. Right. And a human. Who was a hairy human. Hairy human. With human hands who ran with the deer, it said, and um, took the deer out of the hunter's traps. And he was a friend of the deer in the wild. So to us, it's like, oh, oh okay, 15,000 years ago. Whatever. So <laughs> yes. it's yeah. quite, a, quite a history. Quite a history. Here in the Pacific Northwest, there is a long, rich tradition of connecting with trading and exchange with what are now commonly named Sasquatch tribe. Right, for the coastal tribes and the not coastal tribes, even all the tribes. Mm-hmm. I haven't... I haven't found a reference in any one of them that didn't have some form of relationship with a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot in their own word, in their own name. Mm-hmm. Some of them, not necessarily on the most friendly terms, but most Mostly of them were pretty friendly, much. yeah, yeah. They're our ca- they are our cousins. We used to trade medicine with them, said Maka Elder Diana, who was Larry's mother, when she saw an image from Todd Standing's documentary discovering Bigfoot. She also said, wow, that's the first picture I've seen that looks exactly like what me and Julie saw last week by the side of the road. That's a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny because the image that's in Todd's documentary, the images mm-hmm. that he's gotten, 
people have tried to say, oh, those are fake, those are this or that. I mean, in every well, image which, that... at the time, we didn't know Todd, so we, we didn't, didn't know. know. We didn't know we anything. I just showed my mom the documentary. Been. She sat there, watched it with me, and she's like, oh, oh that's, that's a, I saw exactly what they look that's like. That's exactly what I saw. It's the first time I saw a real picture yeah, of it. Yeah. And she said, that's a Sasquatch. Did you that's know? a Sasquatch. Did and she know didn't know what she was watching. <laughs> And so, you said, that's right. This is a documentary about Sasquatch. So that's what they look like then. And she said, yes, that's what they look like. Yeah. So that was, you know, instantly enough for me to verify uh, yes, accuracy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At another time, Diana, Larry, and myself and our kids were walking back from a hike in the woods behind the shaman shack. Yeah. And we smelled something odd. It wasn't <laughs> pleasant and unidentifiable. It wasn't very pleasant. No. So it smelled, <laughs> it wasn't exactly skunk. Nothing like skunk, actually, but. It's it something like, like a wet Romeo. Yeah, like a wet poop-covered dog. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or rotted food or something. It wasn't, it wasn't very pleasant it was like, at all. Ooh, get away from that smell. Yes, yes. Without prompting, she stopped and said, smell that? That's, oh, how do you pronounce that word? Ishkish. That's Ishkish, a Sasquatch, she said. They make that smell to let you know that they're here. What do we do, I asked. We go home. It's okay. They're just letting us know they're here. Some people get afraid of them, but I don't. I'm not afraid of them. Remember she spent the night in the yard she to meet did, them? Yeah. <laughs> came and she says, not afraid, not afraid, not afraid. But she was terrified. Because it was three o'clock in the morning, there was a Sasquatch on her tent. She, no, outside her tent, yeah. yes. If you don't want to harm them, they don't want to harm you, she said. We walked the rest of the way home and the smell went away. Do you remember she said, all you have to do is cover your head and they'll go away? Yes. Yes. So she was in a tent during yes. an event, right? Yes, yes. And a lot of people went out that night because we had made a connection, a, a telepathic, experiential telepathy connection exercise with the Sasquatch. Also known we, as MindSpeak, right? Yeah, also known as MindSpeak. <laughs> Thank you, Todd, for coining that term, MindSpeak. Yes. We love it. And um, she... Um, she went out there in the tent and three or four other people were in their own tents. And then the Sasquatch came and she could recognize their sounds and the way they made or walked and everything. Their presence. Their presence. But it was it was physical presence. It wasn't like in your imagination or in your mind presence. It was physical. It was physical sounds. And um, uh, two people ran inside when that happened. Yes, two people's like... We're out of here. They ran right They ran the, back inside the house. In the house. They, they, they abandoned their tent and they went back in the house. They were so totally Terrified. into, we're going to meet Sasquatch. Yes. We're sleeping out they there to meet really, them. They came all the way for they that part of their They came from Europe, event. from Norway. Just I for think. that part of their That event. part of it, yeah. And they ran inside and they didn't want to. No, they're not curious about Sasquatch anymore. <laughs> Another person, an American lady. Yeah. Um, she also... Uh, <laughs> she also decided no no i think i'm good i'm good and she went to sleep in the main room yes. that was quite funny my and mom was a uh, brave she her. was brave because she stayed out there all night and she said she covered her she covered her head with a blanket <laughs> and her hands and says okay i'm not afraid it's okay it's okay it's okay close your ears it's okay it's okay it's fine I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. <laughs> And she kept saying, yeah, it's just somebody snoring really loud. It's just a no loud snoring, yes, yes. That was quite funny. It was really funny. But she knew who it was. And she stayed, and of course, they didn't do anything to her. They were just saying hi. All right. So of- we'd walked home. We walked the rest of home yes. that day, and, you know, 
It was fine. It was That's like, fine. yeah. Uh, one of the tribes north of us has an old history that goes something like this. The ghosts came to the people and offered them souls. When the time came to receive the souls, all the tribes turned up to get them, except one tribe. They didn't turn up and they didn't get souls. And now we call them Sasquatch. That's a really fascinating... I mean, that story has fascinated me for years. I've talked about it several other places too. But it's really fascinating. It answers clearly one of the questions, which is why... What, why, what makes us different than a Sasquatch, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or what makes a Sasquatch different than us? Yeah. And when we start to talk about something like, well, a soul, what is a soul? And well, why did the how do we get one? And <laughs> how did we get one from a god? And gods, who is God? The gods. The gods. Yeah. Yeah, that, that opens a lot of questions. And I mean, I'm going to tell you right here, we explored that topic a million times from Sunday in our podcast and our yes, newsletter and our second hours. Yes. But let's just suffice it to say that if you were to mix a Sasquatch body and a soul body together, you would get you. Yes. A human being. Yeah. You would. And you would be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be able to necessarily survive out in the woods all by yourself. <laughs> Probably Without not. some clothes. Yes. You need clothes and tools. <laughs> you would be modified a little bit and so that you accept shelter. a soul. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the short answer. Mm-hmm. The Sasquatch cousins were then seen to be less civilized than the rest of the tribes, but still trade a trade a tribe to trade with. There were also accounts of half human, half Sasquatch babies in the area, babies that quote were ugly even by Indian standards, and a quote a European settler reported back in the early nineteen hundreds. Right before they were very woke at all. They you were can, not woke you, at all. You can't be saying those kind of things. <laughs> These days, you know, you don't call the Indians ugly because we're not. Not at all. We've never been ugly. <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, anybody who thinks that, you know, is like, yeah, no. Well, I I have to admit, I've seen a few Sasquatch Indians? human <laughs> Native mixes American. and they, they are less attractive to Well, yeah. they're... They're definitely different. They're they, definitely a different look to them. They do. They have a different it's look noticeable. to them. It's noticeable. It is noticeable, yes. First I'm not going to say ugly. I'm just going to say no. it's different for sure. It is it's very different, different yeah. And mm. they're very tall. Yeah, they have large body mass. They, and they're very hairy. And they their Often neck very, is really, hairy, really thick. wide, thick, and very close to their... Part of their and the innocent. strangest thing, they often are afraid of Sasquatch. They are indeed. I think it might have something to do because with because the Sasquatch always come to them. The Sasquatch always come to them, and there's around. the human soul body human mix that has the fear of. I don't know what it is. There's yeah. a combination of something yeah. that makes it terrifying for some people, mm-hmm. like yeah. like the people in the backyard. Yeah, three or four out of five run into the house and they never did. want to go outside again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They didn't stay out in the tent no. again. And they even know fear processing. They do, yeah. And they still couldn't they manage it. They couldn't manage it, yeah. Okay. And you used to react that way too, remember him? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I had to go to the bathroom one time. Oh my God, that's so funny. We, we pulled into the Global Ascension Center land, right to Mr. Rock, in the yes. most safest place on the planet. Very nice, very safe, in the middle of the night. on a bike path road yeah. and a giant rock. I mean, it's. I've been there a thousand times and yes. there's no problem. I, yeah. I have no fear whatsoever of my land there. 
Yeah. Well, this time I couldn't even get out the door. I could only pee out the crack <laughs> of the door, not opened up all the way. They're like, not going out. No, can't do it, honey. I don't know what's wrong, but there's no way I'm going out there to go to the bathroom. Finally, now. <laughs> Before that actually happened, yeah. we were driving to, like, we were about to get past the, the Global Ascension Center. And you said, I'm going to stop at the Global Ascension Center to go pee. Right. And, uh, and I said, yeah, that, that's a great idea. They also have a porta potty there. The, the trail has one. Yep. Anyways, um, and when I felt into the land, because I always like to feel into the land when we, we drive past or we drive there, I saw a, a large family of Sasquatch on the land. And they were doing something, I don't know, like grabbing something from the trees. Or, I don't know what they were doing. But the visuals were like they were busy doing something. There, uh, maybe bugs from the tree trunks or something. I don't know. Actually, I don't know what they were doing, but they were doing something, and um, and I didn't say anything. I just (laughs) smiled because the other times that we've had kind of close encounters with Sasquatch, Larry became terrified. Um, So I said nothing. I didn't want to preempt any type of behavior, right? And we drove there. Here, and he stops. And he switches the engine off. And of course, when you switch off the engine, the light stays on for a little while and then it switches off. And then he turns it back on again. (laughs) (laughs) And he's sitting there in the driver's seat and I say, Larry, are you not going to go go pee in the bushes? And he's like, "Um, well, I don't know. He says, I really need to go. But... I don't know. There's something out there. I just can't get out of the car. <laughs> it was so gross. It's like something scary out there. I don't know. I, I think there's Sasquatch out there. He said, and I, I can't. I just can't do it. So, but I really need to go. So he opened the door a tiny little bit and went. <laughs> and I was laughing my head off, and I couldn't stop laughing. And I and I started opening the window on my side. No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> he, he has a button on his side to open and close my window. He can press it to close it. And he says, okay, we're leaving now. <laughs> that yes. was so much fun. So much fun. But anyway, they do do that. The, the, little, the, the kind of scary thing. And they, they're not exactly kind of physically attractive to the, to the human part, the humans. And they don't find us attractive either. It's like, Hairless and weak and no clothes. Yeah, a little no bit. Teeth and strange looking thing. Human, yeah. <laughs> strange looking person for them. Yeah. Yes, equally strange. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, when I heard the story of how the Sasquatch tribe had refused to receive souls, I asked them about it. And in case you're wondering how I can talk to Sasquatch, I used the method I teach in the experiential telepathy class. Long story short, the Sasquatch told me that souls, in their view, were like an infection. Hold on, let me just put this on. Focus. There we go. Not disturb. It's like an infection. And um, people with souls became physically and mentally weak, according to them, and able to live and survive in the environment without clothes or shelter. They then started destroying the environment, forgetting their role in it, and also started killing each other, stealing people, animals, and land from each other, enslaving and exploiting each other, and simply becoming cruel and evil. And this was before the Europeans arrived in the USA, just just to, to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's strange in a way because you know we wouldn't. He wouldn't. I wouldn't think a soul getting a soul would be a bad thing, but from their perspective, it's all bad. Uh, well, I think that uh, uh, they don't really function with the linear time that we do. That's but, true. That's true. But from when I like tried to translate the imagery that they sent me, yeah, originally. When the gods came down and gave the Sasquatch all the people that they said the people's souls, that time and for a long time they didn't become evil or try to destroy each other and be bad like that. They just became weak and disconnected from the land. Like mm. they saw the the fact that you don't have hair so much hair anymore and that you need tools because your teeth and your nails teeth are not are strong yeah. enough. That for them was not good and why would you want a soul if it's going to make you so useless and there's other things that the humans also lost which is some of the skills like absolute clarity with experiential telepathy for example the ability to move from one place to another outside of linear time and also which we see things. like is teleportation ish yeah and the uh, ability to be invisible i know yeah. they can do that invisible yeah. i saw you yeah. do that with them right, right twice twice yeah and um that's a skill clearly it's a something that they know that we have forgotten have forgotten right. but it's a yeah. it's like a moth on a on a tree that just becomes invisible yeah. except for they're not like camouflaged with their their hair, their camouflage with their something else. Right. I mean, I don't know if you could even describe it having done it yourself. For you, you didn't get invisible. No, to me, and they laughed about it. They said, no, you're not going to be... Because I looked at my hands and said, oh, I can still see my hands. And they said, no, don't be silly. You don't become invisible to you. It's just that they can't see you. <laughs> and it's so true. And I've, I've, I believe that um, part of that involves... Breaking the, if you see a Sasquatch, usually Todd said, you know, if you see one, there's often there's more than one. Mm -hmm. And when he's experienced seeing one and seeing it with his eyes, the other ones will try to get your attention. And when you look at where the other ones are and you look back, it's gone. Right, right. I think they can't uh, go invisible if you're looking at them. At them directly. Directly I at the time. I think so, yeah. I think you have to break your vision for that invisibility yeah, that's a, to that's work. that's a good point, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, so, if you're trying to find something in the wild that doesn't want you to find it, that's an expert tracker and a natural human, I mean, it's like elk or bear or deer or anything. If if you really get diligent at tracking, you're more likely to find a deer or an elk than if you aren't even the slightest bit. Right, right. And most of us, Why not? we're not so much doing that, right? Mm -hmm. So the only chance you're going to see one of those is if, they want you to see them, exactly. right? Or they're distracted. Or they're distracted <laughs> yeah. and they didn't notice you walking yes, around or exactly, something. Yeah. But if you have some training and decades of diligence and et cetera, and the relationship, then probably there's more likely you're going to have opportunities. Like when Todd comes around. They love Todd. They love him so much. Yeah, when he comes do. around, boom, there's sign everywhere all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. And when he leaves, boom. It goes back to a little bit uh, not as obvious. It still bit. pops in an hour and yeah. But it's it's not to the level as when Todd comes around. Right. And the signs we're talking about are like the tree signs, tracks, mm -hmm. noises, knocks, connection, telepathically, yeah, sounds. sounds, all these mm -hmm. things. They just ramp up. They do. 
a lot more. Yeah. So there's something special about that, I yeah. guess. So what I'm saying is, is that when the souls went into the bodies, that's not when the humans became evil and started fighting each other. That was way, 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 way later. Okay. And I'm thinking that within regards to the human planet, I, yeah, Earth, yeah, it's part evolution. Yeah. The part where we started playing war games and nasty games is very tiny short. And the other history is way longer. So a long history of the original human body, which we are now calling Sasquatch, a long history of them on Earth. And then when we integrated souls into those bodies. So there were and, humans in villages yes. and tents and like yes. the Makat remembrance, you know, they were starving in the... Gods had to show them how to eat. Exactly. Like For before example, that, they didn't even yeah, have food. They didn't know how to eat. So, so that, or you know, like some of the humans arrived in clams, right? Up in Alaska, <laughs> flying, yeah, the humans came flying, in the flying, flying clams. clams. Yeah. So, to me, it's like that happened, and then we did have civilizations here, and we did have, and we might still do around the world civilizations and land where there is no war or any of that type of negative experiences, which I call the light dark paradigm. Um, but at some point they experienced the light dark paradigm through the people who had received souls and not, they didn't go through it. Right. That makes so. sense. And also if you think about the modification necessary to get a soul, mm -hmm. that kind of also opens the door to the things that come in with uh, wars and everything else. The yeah. dark parts, yeah, the dark, um, I guess they we call it the dark soul yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Like it opens the door stuff. for that to happen because, yeah, I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever encountered any dog that's been possessed. Once, yeah. Oh, once. a few times, actually, yeah. A few times. Mm -hmm. Much less common, though. They're very uncommon. It's not exactly possession. It's more like the dog um, is borrowed uh, yeah, for a while. Different yeah. Than possession. Mm -hmm. Okay. So suffice like it to say that the mm -hmm. modification that creates a human allows to be able to have a soul allows other things to come in. And we have yeah. those negative things yeah. rampant like, around the planet. Yep, yeah, they're rampant. <laughs> rampant. Anyways, oh, I can't see. Oh. Because the sunlight is in my eyes and I can't see or read. Okay, I'm going to be over here, but I hope you can hear me. <laughs> Do you want me to move the shade down a little bit? Sure, that okay. might help. Okay, you read, I'll move. Okay, so they told me that they profess to stay hidden from the human society these days because they don't want to be infected. No, it's the other one, and that's fine now. Yeah, that's way better. All right. I'm kind of blinded by this, and I can't really <laughs> see very much. Better. Um, so. They do, however, sometimes marry or mate with humans, the ones with the souls. When I asked them about this, they told me that it was to keep a connection with the rest of us. As long as there's a connection, we're not totally lost. There's still hope. There's still hope, yeah. <laughs> we might grow our hair back. Yeah. <laughs> I received the, smart. <laughs> I received the above information without judgment. It is a way to interpret what happened and why they don't have open trading and meetings with the tribes anymore. There are people in the world who they are highly connected to and like. These people will often have physical encounters with them. And I'm quoting one of the local ladies here. If I forget to leave them treats outside of the trailer, 
They bang on the walls and shake the trailer in the middle of the night to wake me up. (laughs) I get up, get some treats and bring them out to them. A local Macau woman told us. She lives out at the beach. She does live at the beach. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to explore more of this topic and hopefully we'll bring some interesting friends in as well as our team uh, for the second hour. And um, you can listen to that like we mentioned earlier. And subscribe star because mm-hmm. our sponsors get the second hour there. And uh, yeah, and don't forget if you're listening to this before that conference in November 2023, come and see us because we're going to be on Todd Standing's uh, table booth, booth table. Yeah. Right. And if you're just listening to this and it's ending now, mm-hmm. there's a whole nother couple hours probably. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh-huh. For the that's next what I'm part. talking about. The next part. Yeah. So go star. find it. Find it. Go find it. You can do this. You can find it. It's not too hard. It's not too hard. Drivingtotheres.com slash Sasquatch. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Love you, honey. Love you. Welcome back. We got the second half of Driving to the Res podcast episode 181B, History of Human Body. And today we have extra special guests with us. (laughs) <laughs> We've got Todd Standing, an expert in the Sasquatch field and researcher. And then we have our great friend and local community member, Brian Gagnum. Brian, hi, welcome, guys. So glad you both are here. Thank you for having us. <laughs> great to be here. So it's pretty cool to be uh, on this call with all of us because one thing we all have in common is we've all gone on expeditions with Todd. <laughs> we have. Which is a pretty awesome experience. Thank you. Yeah. Locally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, locally. <laughs> in, in, in good Sasquatch habitat, in good wilderness. And uh, and, I, and I've been an ass to all of you pretty much. I'm not Fred yet, but I can't to Analia. But uh, I, I I grind on people. I don't. Uh, I'm really. Uh, I'm I'm a good guy, but I'm not a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I sorry. I'm gonna know. blow it for you. I'm blowing this cover for you. Actually, no. He's super sweet and nice. What do you consider oh it? Always encouraging when you're on expeditions. You're barely making it up the hills. Like, come on, guys, you can do it. I got yeah. treats for you if you get to the top. Here you go. <laughs> Snacks. It's gonna be fine. Don't be worried about the dark. It'll be fine. I'm here. But but I but I really feel I feel like you know like you you you, you all guide me and you, you you share all your experiences with me and you you're really exposing yourself and open your open yourself up to me and I really I I do with my whole heart and soul I really reflect that because I really care you know I really I want to I want to push you guys the way you push me and uh, these you know we we have a lot of fun there's a lot of joy we love nature and we love going out. But I, I, I'd like the people to know too that it's like we do, we do, we do question one another, we push each other, we have differing opinions, and we, we all respect one another. And uh, you know, these, these, uh, I, I, I would, I wouldn't be involved with any of you if, I, if I didn't think you pushed me, if I didn't think you were helping me to ascend to the next level, and I wouldn't want to be in, involved in your life if I wasn't doing that to you. <laughs> so you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a wonderful relationship that we have. I, I, I'm, I'm so in love with Nia Bay and all you people there. 
you know, I, I, I want to bring my children there this year. I'm really, really planning for that. So make sure you're aware I'm bringing a five-year-old and a 14-year-old. So I'd love for her to go um, interact with the local community a little bit. Cause I don't, I don't expect to bring her out on the expedition so much. So, uh, but I want her to, I want her to grow up having known Nia Bay and the Macaw people that, uh, always have a special place in my heart forever. Cause this, you know, this, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're about to, something big is, is, is coming. There's going to be a big explosion. You can, you can even count on the fact that I've been worldwide headlines four different times in my life and mm. I've never been more prepared for that explosion than I am now. I'm really prepared. The universe has just sorted out my whole life personally and every single way, you know, especially professionally when I, when it comes to these expeditions and all the people like we're, we're ready for this explosion. And, and when it happens, you know, I'm going to show my true color and just, you know, always come back to Nia Bay and, and always uh, admire and respect and, and even, even, even come, come looking to y'all for help. Because, you know, when, when I explode in the media, I, now that I have a powerful cooperation, powerful cooperation that I've learned all these amazing lessons I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I point the finger at who taught me, whose shoulders I've been standing on, who's working with me and, and where to go. Because, you know, what, what we're, what we're talking about is the awakening of humanity. This is no small deal. It's not the discovery of Sasquatch. That's what my movie's called. And that's what people know me for, but it's not what this is about. This is about waking up. This is about breaking paradigm. This is about ascending to the next level. And I'm not some religious Buddhist guru. This is, if you're not on board with this, you're living in the old ages. You're going to get left behind. You have to wake up. You have to become telepathic. The universities and all the scientists are even on board with this as, as, as crony behind science has a tendency to be because it's so conservative. I respect that. They're on board going, man, telepathy is real. Ascending to the next level and telepathy and spirituality are enmeshed and you grow and you expand. And this is, this is so freaking important. Humanity, we will literally look back and go, remember how we were like this? And then we ascended to that. <laughs> and, and I, and, and I literally can't say we, we really can't look back in history and find a point where this has happened. Literally like something happened, you know, where humanity had this awakening that was amazing, maybe alien DNA, maybe mushrooms. And we can't really figure that out, but we're a part of this. This is going to be documented. This ascension, this awakening, this has been scaring me. I've been hearing about this for 10 years and I thought this was some crazy Jesus Buddha Muslim thing. It's not, it's right here in front of us. And if you're in denial of that, I'm sorry, you're going to get left behind. Darwinism is going to take effect. The strong will survive. And if you don't have this insight, if you don't wake up to this, then you get left behind. And I have, absolutely no sympathy for you that's why we're all here and uh that's why i work with all of you because you know this is going to explode and i'm going to need a tremendous amount of help and uh it's 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 sabe is is part of it sorry i I say sabe a lot now it's the blackfoot people that i've been working with a lot here in southern alberta call them sabe and i really respect and admire that because when when they talk about sabe i don't know if i've I've told you guys this but the way they see so they have the seven sacred teachings it's bison and elk and they're beautiful they're so amazing the wolf does this when it comes to sabe you guys sitting down listening i don't know if i've told you guys this sabe Uh is honesty and integrity and transparency like telepathy that's what telepathy is right yeah Yeah. that's what sabe represents them and and so it's really sunk into me that they you know the native people on so many levels the macaw people what did you guys call them the one eyes Right, like this has been going on for so long, and it's it's about I, I, here. I'm going to use some profanity. But goddamn time we woke up, awakened, and started ascending this next level, and and all of us are about that. And 
And uh, so that's why, you know, I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm so honored to be coming. Like I jumped at the chance to come down to, uh, to the Sasquatch summit again. Last time I was there, John Bitternagel was there. Uh, Jeff Meldrum was speaking with me and then survivor man showed up. John Bitternagel has since passed away and who knows what survivor Man's going to do. He pops up in my life all the time. And I really respect that. I have no idea. He knows I'm coming, but uh, the fact that you all are going to be there, it's, I, I don't, it's, I'm not bringing any t-shirts. I'm not, you know, and I'm not the local we got guy you covered. Uh, you, know, and the fact <laughs> you guys have little cards and stuff. Like I'm just, I'll bring in a little case and I'll, I'll have some pictures to sign. But, uh, anybody who comes to the summit, you'll, you'll, you'll meet my, my friends and mentors and colleagues, all, all y'all from Nia Bay that are just like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do in my life if it wasn't for what Nia Bay has taught me. Like literally it's, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be here without it. So, uh, just, just so y'all know, I have so much gratitude for, for the little things here and there that you have no idea make all the difference in the world. That little millimeter here, millimeter there shift in my life. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Little seeds here. uh, It just, it, it, it makes me laser focused and I've, and I've ascended so much and I'm really, we're all ready to, to, to take this to the next level and explode, uh, to, to help this world and this beautiful place that we all love, man. Do we ever love? That's, that's one thing we all have in common with Sasquatch, yeah. man. We just love the natural world, the organicness of this beautiful planet. Like we're, we're so passionate and so in love with it. And, and you know what's so cool too is you can't wake up if you don't feel that way, right? <laughs> right. Am right. I wrong? <laughs> right. Because that's the, that's one of the first separations. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta love nature. You gotta from your environment. This connection from your yeah. You can't unless I'm wrong. I I just don't think I am. I I don't know any other way. It's just if you're gonna go through civilization, if you're gonna go through your domestication, and the the zombie mode, there's no love there. There's no there's no green there. There's there's no connection and and uh, and I I think that's a wonderful thing. You it goes this way or you fail. And I, and I, I have this little space between my fingers. I have that much sympathy for it. This is the way. So yeah. it is beautiful and it is amazing. So it's a very exciting time. Wow. Yeah. Todd's blowing my mind. Yeah. Way to get us started. Way to get us started, Todd. That's the way. <laughs> we were, we were thinking we'll just start a little slow and ease our way into it. And no, uh-uh, Todd, yeah. we're here. Uh, love it. <laughs> And I think I could probably speak for most of us on the line to say like, yeah. it's feelings mutual though. Cause I, I've learned so much from you through these expeditions we've gone on and the way that you share your knowledge. It's there's so many things we've had incidents wise, at least I could speak personally that I've had incidents wise where I'm like, is that Sasquatch? I think it's Sasquatch. I don't know. And then, you know, it's like, you just don't know until you go out with Todd and then you're like, hell yeah, that's Sasquatch. Yeah, I just like made a con- contact, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to have that experience. But I have no sympathy for BS, right? Like, what do you, is that, I'll even do it. Did you think it's a bear? You go, well, that's not a bear. Well, you think it's a human? Well, there's no way that's a human. It's way too heavy. So what is it? Cause it's something. <laughs> and, that, and that's what really bothers me about the paradigm is okay, yeah. it's a big, huge giant track. No human could do that. Right. Are we in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. And you found that this is in the bush, right? Right. And it's not a bear. It's not an elk. It's not a moose. It's not a human. What is it? Cause it's something it's real and it's there. And what is it? Well, it looks just like a Bigfoot track because it is. And I, and I this, is, this is kind of what I do for a living, right? I just, I just, I like people are, you know, cause, cause, cause that's, that's the way, that's one thing you got to respect about biologists. When they go out there and they see a bear track, there's bears there. They go out there and they see a moose track. Boom. There's moose there. 
When there's a Sasquatch track on the ground, you check Sasquatch. They're there. They're real. That's not some magical thing that keeps happening. The earth doesn't grow that way. Like all these other, there is no other, there is no other answer. It's a Sasquatch track. And the fact, example, like for you, Ashley, that you were drawn to it and you were attracted to it. That's next level. Because you had to be telepathic. You had to feel your way to that. You had no goddamn reason to go over there. You went right off the trail into some spot where you shouldn't have been. And you went to it like you were magnetized to it. Do you understand how significant that is? You felt it. The energy matters. You're telepathic. You're connected. You're spiritual. And then there's another level. Can you imagine if that Sasquatch left that for you on purpose? Thought about you and said, I'm leaving this for Ashley. And you know what? That happened. 100%. That's where I'm asking you to have some faith in me. But everything else, there's no denying it. I there's just it's it it really it almost bothers me how preposterous it is for people to just shake their heads and go well, the grass grew that way and a log could have come on there's freaking toes there man right there's <laughs> toe separation the track is natural and organic you know they don't say that about bear tracks well some guys out here making bear tracks in the middle of nowhere <laughs> right that's no different with sasquatch i had never been there before you know and larry like for the it's, and he, even so the other thing that substantiates my evidence so that that Sasquatch track was left for you is we did not find a trackway. If it's a trackway, like I follow deer and there's deer tracks, right? There was no trackway. It's a stomp on the ground. I literally know that that female went actually, boom, and she hit that ground. She made a stomp there and she left that. And so when she did that, she put energy into it. She put feeling into it and she left the, the logical, physical markings of it. So you could have all those substantiating factors, and now you can build a relationship with that being who's reaching out to you. And that's what that's what people need to really know is Sasquatch is reaching out to us. The tree breaks are for us. The tracks are being left for us. They don't do this stuff by accident. This is not an accident. There are no accidents. <laughs> These beings are so heightened and so aware, they're, they want a relationship with the macaw people. They want, and, and Brian knows this, and Brian and I had incredible epiphanies. They want to come back. They want to have that relationship again. They want to be symbiotic with us again because we've lost our way, and they're scared like we are. I mean, if, if you're not scared about the stuff that's going on right now, oh, like this, there are only males and females, and I can't even believe I have to say crap like that. <laughs> I can't even believe. God, you're, now you're not more. woke no more. <laughs> you know? Good job. Like, stuff, but but, but it's, I'm almost, I, I'm actually grateful because yeah. when people push me in these preposterous ways, now I come back and I understand my femininity, why I need femininity, why oh. my masculine is more important. Now we're having clear, defined parameters, and I'm appreciating what I need to be a man, to, to be a protector, to be a father figure, those kind of things, and, and, and what a woman needs and, and how we can nurture and protect that and let that grow. And, and, our, and our places, that's designed by nature. And nobody knows this better than Sabe. And I don't, I don't even have to ask them those questions. They know male. They know female. They understand the, the power of that. And, and so we, we, we have to look back at, as the universe is, is giving us these lessons because, in truth, I didn't have a clear definition. And now my little girl is so much more feminine, and, 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 I, and I embrace that and nurture that so much more in her. It's it, because of what these transgender people have been pushing, I'm a better dad, right? I'm a better, I'm a better boyfriend. I'm a better son. To, you know, I'm a better friend to you, Analia, because now I'm going to nurture and appreciate your femininity 
and and be stronger in my masculinity so you can have more power in your femininity. So I say, thank you, you goddamn lunatics. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking. (laughs) You're saying about how Sasquatch leave a sign and invite Mm -hmm. you to go and look at it. We've Mm -hmm. had a lot of that here. That Mm -hmm. happens all the time. And it's like you sense, oh, go somewhere, place this place and that place and you go there and sure enough there's a sign or something so mm. like some months ago yep. I got um, feeling like uh, a direct communication right like you, what you call mind talk mind speak, uh, yeah. mind speak and it was about there's a uh, like there's a what's it called a, like a dead body a or cache. Cache? Cache. there's a cache in the land be careful with your dog because they don't want to, they didn't want the dog to be attacked by a predator, whoever hunted that deer, right? Yeah. And, um, and it was like a direction that way. Uh, so Larry went out there and followed the yeah, direction. Yeah, she told me where to go. I didn't get yeah. any, like, communication. She says, gotta go down there. Something's down there. You gotta go find it. Yeah, because they're worried about our dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And we got Getting 10 attacked. acres and it's, you know, it's a yeah. steep mountain hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went out there and he came back about an hour later. He says, I don't know how I found it, but it's hidden under a bush and it's a cache. And it was under uh, a tree, under, under a tree. the tree, under leaves. And there's just the noses appearing of it visible, just the nose of a deer yeah. cached and yeah. buried underneath of a and it was tree kind of thing. Sasquatch signs, you know, the, the brakes and the, they, you know, they the, guided me with brakes. Yeah. It's like nice. the brakes pointed the way. Not that way, go that way. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to this place and I was there, I was like, what the hell did you bring me here for? Because where I went from there, I couldn't go anywhere. It's blackberry bushes and cliff and, yeah. a tree, and a tree and a tree and a tree and a tree and a tree. And then I looked and I was like, is that a nose? <laughs> sure as shit. I walked right to a cash deer and 10 acres. Yeah. That's yeah. freaking impossible through the brush like that. Right. Yeah. You're not so going to walk to that. That was a really cool example. And the next day, we went to put in a camera to see what oh, yeah. hunted it, right? Wanted to see what was going to eat it. It completely there. failed. Our camera failed. But what we did capture was our dog, Missy, <laughs> going in there and taking a bit of it. She's the only one who uh, triggered <laughs> so the camera was, was the dog. <laughs> so now we knew why they were concerned, right? Because Missy was uh, yeah. down there taking the catch. And she's like 14 years old, but she don't yeah. back down for nothing. No, she doesn't. So the other day, Larry and I were walking up on our road and I was saying to him, Hey, maybe we should get your cousin to uh, count us a, elk. an elk for the dogs because we have seven dogs now. They're very big and you know, they're expensive mm-hmm. and he could get us an elk and then we can we get could, the meat. The dogs can have the bones or cartilages, yeah. you know, the meat and the, yeah, they could get the bones and the, the guts and whatever. And, um, and he said, ah, well, I'll think about it. He said, and I was t- thinking about, you know, how that would be really good as we were walking up to the house. Yeah. And then the next day, again, Missy arrives with an elk leg. <laughs> oh, like a-, a whole leg. <laughs> oh, right? wow. And we were like, um, okay, that's strange mm. because it's fresh. Yeah. And, it's like what predator would allow her to go in and get a whole leg that's fresh, you know? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, right? And um so I tapped in and it was like it's a it was a present for Missy, right? For the dogs. 
So they gave it to her. Yeah. We looked. There was no cash anywhere. No there kills, was no nothing. kills, no no signs of anything. We'd have heard it too. Yeah. yeah. But in that morning, I remember thinking, like, I remembered the incident with Missy and down in the hill. And I was like having this conversation with the Sasquatch about how grateful I was that they protected our animals, like how grateful I was that they cared about our dogs, right? Mm. And then she appears with this leg, you know? She's like, so happy. And she was so, so happy. It's like, like, look what I got. Look what I got, you know? <laughs> so, and I talked to him, like, well, was this, like, this year walking to another cash? What, what happened? And he was like, no, no, it's a present. So you could think that that's all made up and it's all imagination. And of course she went and found a cash somewhere, but no, all the signs were signaling Present. differently, right? Because there's going to be four legs and other four stuff. Legs and, and other bits. Uh, I gave the present to the other dogs after Missy had her fun with it. Yeah. She hasn't come back with any more. No, she hasn't. No. There would be plenty more. Yeah. It was quite funny. We- you just have to like for things like that. You have to know the truth, right? You, you, it's it's cool that your logical mind will go, well, this and that. And let's go search for a cache. But at the end of the day, you know, you got you got to know the truth in your heart. You got to know the truth, exactly. about, what, the evidence of what you're yeah. going through. Right. And and when you know Sasquatch is real, which yeah. we all do, then it's it's no kind of stretch at all. It just it just makes right. logical sense. It came from something. It didn't, you know, an elk's leg didn't fall off. He's not running around with three <laughs> legs, and he's to say such preposterous things. <laughs> and, but it's nice. It's it's a good feeling to be in the know, right? And to to understand that these beings mm-hmm. are looking out for you and they care about you. And because they wouldn't do that too if you weren't good people. If they didn't accept that you were there in your presence and they didn't want to be part of your community, you you hey. give like that when you're sharing in your community. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a beautiful, brilliant gift. And and I see stuff like that all the time. This what's going on with us out in this research center and. You know, there's there's really even I, I'd like to tell you guys about. So Jason Shute is this uh, dog trainer, amazing guy that's uh, been coming up with me for years. And so he had a spiritual animal ritual performed on him this year. And it was just absolutely brilliant and outstanding. And what I what I realized is that uh, so he went out to this area where I had the ritual performed on me. And uh, so the Sasquatch, what they do in the ritual, too, is there's a cleansing. So she touched him. He was actually, he, so he's, it's a brutal hike up a mountain, like one of the hardest, craziest hikes I've ever seen. So he's up there and his knees all messed up. And he's in pain. He's, he's like, I don't even know how I'm going to get down. The Sasquatch just touched him and, uh, all his pain went away. Like he was totally cleansed and clean. And then, uh, so his spiritual animal is a grizzly bear. What happened was he had a hike plan to go come down and go to a lake that's further in. And the Sasquatch will even him mushrooms and let him. And then, and then he tells me about how he had this, this giant boar grizzly bear was out the lake, which they don't go down there. It was playing for like an hour and a half, running and jumping and spinning around and playing and looking at him. He thought that was interesting. I'm like, dude, that's yeah, a spiritual that's, animal. He yeah, goes, what? I go, what? <laughs> a bear was playing around in front of you for an hour. You stand there. Why? And he had, he did nothing to, this is a wild boar. They don't do that. And this is during hibernation. He's like, yeah. you know, he, he couldn't believe that all this stuff was happening, but. You know, it's really uh, there's 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 next level stuff going on that's exciting because now that human beings are going to start so going out there and, and perf- having these rituals performed and you know connecting with nature in deeper beautiful ways, it's uh it's really like this the work and the community and the cooperation that we're going to get out of Sasquatch is really going to get next level. It's gonna it's going next level. It's beyond what I ever thought possible. 
I mean, we're, we're trying to look through this little hole and trying to see that until you get through into that next area, like it's, it's really that amazing. They're really, you know, there's, there's that much more coming for humanity and they're, they're my guides. They're my teachers. So it just excites me to see the, the level of, you know, like that, that's impossible. Jason was injured and his knee's been hurting and he couldn't have come down that mountain and they just, she just cleaned him and fixed him and, and, and gave him that, that grizzly bear encounter. Even I was, I was thinking before, like, so when someone comes out, so mine was a red tail hockey, which is sitting on the branch of a tree when I came out of my ritual. What happens when it's a grizzly bear? You wake up and, oh, there's a bear. Right? That would not be cool. This, this is, this is the way it gets done. This is how it happens, right? This is the journey. And, uh, this is going to start happening a lot. I'm going to be, like Sabe and I are going to start really getting back to, you know, the old connections between humans and, and nature and, and Sabe. And uh, I'm really, really excited because once, once you go through that kind of ritual, it connects you when you have a spiritual animal guide that you've earned, it really connects you and, and, and creates a, a pathway to your wildness. And people need to know this. And I'm, I'm, pre- I'm preaching the choir here about this so much. If you're domesticated, if if you're if you're a city folk, you're not wild and you're not free. Hey, America, you think you're free? You ain't. <laughs> the more you wear shoes, the more you separate yourself from nature, the more you look at that little damn phone all day, the more you disconnect from nature, the less wild you are, the less free you are. And, and people better start getting that through their heads. You don't know freedom. I'll I'll show you someone free. I know I know people. I know people that live naked in the wilderness and have no tools, no nothing. They don't. Nobody owes them anything. They owe nothing to nobody. They do what they want when they want. And they're called Sasquatch. They eat off the land. They live off the land. They run around naked. They have no damn possessions. They pay no taxes. And they answer to nobody. It's their land. And they live in perfect equilibrium. They're not even, they're not parasites. Like we just take and take and remove. It's so bad what we do. They are just like us. They're our closest living relatives and they live in perfect harmony the way we can. So we have so much to learn. We need to get back to nature, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the discovery of Sasquatch is. It's getting back to nature because I don't know anybody. I don't know human being that does this. They're so like, how incredible like they're naked you understand they don't wear clothes they don't have shoes they never have if you put a shoe on them they'd be like ah they would be so disconnected (laughs) it would give them a headache right and we live like that so (laughs) you want to connect with your freedom you want to find out who you truly are isn't freedom when you're really free don't you really find out who you truly are and 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 that's by connecting to nature and that's by you know for the first time in my life I remember I was out with expeditioners and like, have you ever walked around naked in the bush? I was like, no. <laughs> right. And they go, well, isn't that not cool? Cause I've, there's a lot of stuff I've done. You haven't walked around naked like a Sasquatch. I went, I'll be right back. And I literally went for a walk, <laughs> you know, out yeah. in the sun. And it was <laughs> weird. It was so weird. It felt, it felt so unnatural to be natural. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? And this is, this is Todd Stanny, man. I've spent thousands of days in the bush. I'd never walked around naked. I had to step over a log and go, whoa, that's a whole different well. You know what I mean? It's weird. Right? There's sun on me. I'm going to get burned here in places I don't even know, right? But, yeah. But, but it's funny, but the truth is that's that's awful. I, 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 it felt unnatural to be natural. And I'm actually, I have a paradigm about walking around naked. In the There's nobody around. I'm, there's nobody can see me but the squirrels and the birds and stuff. And yet I really felt terribly uncomfortable and that's to be wild and to be true nature that's not cool right yeah. so it's it's good to explore that. That. it's yeah, good to explore that but yeah there yeah 
you go a lot of directions with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's uh, basically what we talked about, you know, in the article and the first mm-hmm. part, which is mm-hmm. the original human design and why we're different. I mean, you can't say you're the same because clearly, Todd, you have much less hair. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> your feet are slightly smaller. Your feet are a little oh, no. uh, small, oh, and your dangly bits are dangling. <laughs> and, and, I, and you know, teeth. You got a little less sharpness. Yeah. And you're a strong guy. Don't get me wrong, but you're not that level of strong, right? Not even There's no clear differences, right? So that's what we explore: is like the where, what's the source of those differences. And, uh, that's that we were going to get that in the end of the show. At the start of the show, <laughs> we were just going to talk about big footprints with Ashley, <laughs> but, but well, you slammed us right to the end. But also Brian had a recent Oh yeah. Experience. Brian had a recent experience. Yeah, can too. you tell us about that? Brian? Oh, sure. I can actually. Um, Oh, it's been four weeks ago. I think now I was, I started my hunting, uh, elk hunting. And uh, it's kind of funny. I was kind of laid up because I had this stuff going on with my foot, both of my feet, actually. My big toes were ingrown, and it was just driving me nuts. And I kept on this elk herd, but I couldn't go after him because my I couldn't even wear my boots. I had to literally get my worst tennis shoes and oh, no. cut cut a hole in the top of the tennis <laughs> shoes. Red shoes, huh? <laughs> yeah, because it hurts so bad, and I'm like, man, I'm not going through this swamp with my with my feet in this condition. So I had my toenails removed, and it took probably Holy two, two, two weeks, two and a half weeks, in order for me to get my, my hiking hunting boots back on. So, well, anyway, I'm going out looking in this one area, and it's kind of close to the area i think larry knows this area todd has been by this area and i'm driving down the road and i get this feeling like man i need to stop at this there's an intersection in the road and i need to stop and take a look here so i get out of my vehicle i walk over and i take maybe 10 yards down this road and i look down and i see what's a rib cage and then pretty soon I see a, a hind quarter, a leg. So I walk over and look, and there's there's half a elk there that has been skinned. And somebody took the other half. Well, this one was pretty ripe. I think somebody wasted this animal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking around at it, and I'm going, yeah, somebody dumped this off here. So I go... I go out all the way out to the end of this gate and I get out and turn around. There's like five vehicles down there. And I'm like, man, I'm not going back in there. There's too many people in there. I don't want to run into a bunch of people. So on my way back out, I'm getting close to this uh, place where I found this uh, carcass Mm -hmm. that somebody wasted. I'm, I'm pretty upset about it because I'm coming to determination that somebody wasted this. So I'm getting close. Well, I have to go to the, relieve myself, go to the bathroom. So I stop my truck. I get out. I walk to the other side and I'm relieving myself. And I hear, and I'm probably about 200, 300 yards from where this road is, where I found this uh, 
carcass. And out of the timber behind me, about 300 yards, I hear this massive yell, just deep volume guttural. And all it said was, hey, and that was it. And, and I was like, it echoed the whole valley. Like my hair stood up on the back of my head and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I know there's nobody up there in this. They would have to go all the way up to, you know, Larry, you know where J-Pit is? Yeah. They would have yeah. to hike down the mountain and go into this uh, timber patch along that area. And I know there's nobody can do that. There's no, no, and no, besides, no point. It's not, it's not too long after daylight. It's only been about a half an hour since it turned daylight. So <laughs> they can't get through there in the dark. <laughs> so what, what I came to realize is that there was a reason why I was getting this feeling. I needed to stop there and look at it. And also what I think happened was, uh, master of the forest was watching when that person, whoever dumped that off there and it upset him. And it had the same, same feeling that happened to me. I was upset about it. And I think they wanted to let me know that, yeah, we're with you. I'm upset about it as well. So he let me know that he was there watching. He probably knows who done it. He probably knows the color of the vehicle that, you know, just stopped there and everything. But it just, it kind of gave me a, a reason again, to put the fire back into trying to find this communication thing that I'm looking for. And, I, yeah. and I've been, I've been talking to some uh, people that are into our cultural spiritual cleansing mm -hmm. and how they did it in the old days and things. And uh, because I started talking to this man and he's a pretty upstanding fellow. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't, it's not my place to shoot people out. But anyways, I, I sat and I talked to him for a while and, and I asked, I started telling them what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a song. I want to compose a song or be given a song from our ancestors or someone in that realm. And, but the song, want, what I want to do is glorify uh, what Sas Sasquatch represents to us as people. But, of course, the song will be, you know, singing, singing in our native language and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to connect. Is it even possible? Because I know a lot of people in our culture have went out and they've cleansed and bathed and slept, not slept fast out in the creeks. Right. They cleanse and stuff and they'll, they'll get a song sometimes. So I wanted to start indulging in that. And you know, what's funny is I, I never thought about that in my younger life. Now that I'm older and a, a leader of, our family and, and, and stuff like that. So I think it's my responsibility 
to kind of bring this in and teach it to our younger people because in my in my family, my grandsons and and you know my daughters and stuff. But anyways, I talked to this man and uh, he was telling me and explaining to me on how the old folks did it, and he's he's been doing it for quite a while, and it, it has to do with the time of seasons, like the going into the winter solstice, you only have four days when the sun comes up in the same place each day. And that's when you start your cleansing during that period. And what he does is he goes out and this is a story. He told me he was going out to, it was getting during that time. Cause there's only four days in that part of the year going into the solstice. And, um, this is how our people did it. They went and found a a creek, a beautiful place where they can sit and bathe, rub down with their favorite uh, trees, either be either be spruce. I don't think you'd really want to scrub up with spruce nettles. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be real tough afterward. That's for yeah, sure. yeah, right. But you know, some some people Those use hemlock. Some people nice. use use the uh, cedar tree. Some will, you know, back in the old days, I know the whalers, they used to use uh, nettles and things like that. But anyway, he said he found this awesome place, right? Beautiful creek. And he was going to do his bathing. He was getting ready to get set up. So he was out there the day before he was going to start. Well, anyway, he goes up in there and he gets there and he's like, man, just don't feel right in here. He gets up in there. It's just a really cool place, right? So he goes, heck with it. I think I'm going to go for this place. So he takes off his jacket, and he wanted to get and mark himself in the bushes and stuff because he didn't want – he wanted to go in there and check, you know, is there going to be any predators in here because I'm going to be in a, a meditative state sitting in the middle of this creek, you know. So anyway, he goes in there and he, he said he works up a sweat and he rolls around in the bushes and the slough trying to spread his scent around. So when he comes back that evening, tomorrow, the next day, that um, there'll be nothing there and he can, you know, do his cleansing and quiet time and this and that. Well, he gets there the next day and he goes, he gets up to the place where he's just getting ready to start taking his stuff out and getting undressed and going to go start his cleansing and scrubbing. And he looks in the creek right where he was going to start bathing. And he said four trees got pushed down, right? Their tops were leaning right over the place where he was going to start bathing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going, I says, well, what what do you think it was? And he goes, man, I don't know, but you tell me. And I go, I know what it was. I, they're probably kind of territory. You picked an awesome place. But <laughs> but this, <it's> claimed. <laughs> yeah, it's been claimed already, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. And his brother's in into this very well. He's been in it for years. Since he called his brother and he says, man, bro, I had this really cool place picked out and it was just awesome. And I went there the next day and there was trees down so he asked him, what do you think I should do? And he goes, well, you know what I'd do? I'd go further up 
the creek. That place has already been taken, obviously. It's been claimed. (laughs) So he went and found a different place way up the creek further, you know, another place. But that that just stole that whole thing about they're watching us wherever we go in the wilderness. So there's no way you're going to fool these things. You're not your intentions, you know. Maybe they do their own spiritual cleansing in these creeks and stuff that we don't really know about. But what I'm trying to say is that they might be a little bit territorial to these nice, pristine, beautiful places where, see, he didn't want him just going in there and claiming that spot. You know what I mean? I thought that was really cool. But Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's 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 really cool and it's interesting that we all came to the same answer we all got the same information it's claimed already right yeah. and then um part of it is also uh acknowledging there's a certain etiquette about things right you uh you don't just like this mine i'm gonna splash my stuff everywhere that's a bit not very good manners yeah etiquette right and that, and that kind of goes along with um Last year when Todd came out and yeah. we found that spot where uh, where I found that tree break and it was pointing across the road and we hiked down in there. and I was upset by what was down there. I mean, mm-hmm. there were shake bowlers in there. They left their garbage and cans and things like that all over in there. Well, that tree break was made for us to see to go down there and check out. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's it's – that's yeah, yeah. that's so, things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, that's part of the, and, and you probably noticed that in the article. It's part of the having the soul and the body combined makes us human, right? But it also invites in other things to happen, and that's part of the disconnect between the Sasquatch and the us as their cousins. We're like kind of stupid a little bit. <laughs> yes. Hey, man don't do that and it's like they don't want to catch that either they don't want to catch a soul off of us so that's kind of why i like to keep a little bit separate until you got really good trust built up right yeah and you know etiquette about those things but uh learning these etiquettes requires the communication skill which is what todd's been talking about what we've been talking about for a long time with his mind speak thing is like the trees are like very obvious you cannot miss it but how many miss it it's like yeah we're walking through the woods. And you don't even see it. There's can... a lot of signs that you miss. Like yeah. the other day, we went down the hill and we were halfway down the hill, and then we wanted to come home, but we didn't know which direction was home because it's a big hill. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I looked around and I said, Larry, our house is that way. And he says, How do you know? And he says, Look at all like the signs. Right. I don't know if I told you, but the signs that they were obviously Sasquatch signs. They were like all pointing in, into points and stuff. And then there was the little kind of stars as well. They were all like, there was a, like, almost like a fence around our house. Yeah. And I said, it feels like they're saying that's protected area kind of don't go there. So it was like, yeah, our house is that way because there's, there's a fence line they made. <laughs> there's all these signs there that say, don't, don't go that way. Don't go down there. Go this, this yeah, way. Go that way. Well, yeah. yeah, it was like, if you're going to walk the fence and uh, Sasquatch made a fence around your area, it definitely it's is a fence. definitely obvious. Yes. 
But if you're just uh, boneheaded, you just go like run through whatever you hit. It's like, ah, oh, branches in the way. But they're, 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 it's like an intelligence designed yes. it in a methodical way. And you can, you can try to like brush it off and say it isn't. But if you spend any time looking, you'll say, well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the difference between a bunch of things felt and something was placed. Because just, it's weaved in together. You can't really shift or remove it. It has you a know, purpose and an intention. Yeah. It lines up with a direction and a reason or a, like you said, this tree's the pointing thing. to the mess. It's like, hey, guys, don't leave messes. Right. Well, that, that's a scary thing to, for me is it's it's not just we miss the obvious signs, but we miss the energy. Why aren't people coming along going, whoa, I feel something here. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what's this, what's this going on? Because cause I know a step further, the Sasquatch, when they make a break, they put an energy into it. They put a thought. They put a frequency into it. And I know this because decades later, a Sasquatch will come up and I'll see them touch these breaks. And the reason they do that is they're, they're accessing a memory. They're accessing what that means. Like the breaks, for example, around that carcass that you guys had, right? If, if they go and touch them 10 years, what does this mean? Oh, there was this going on and they understand the whole thing. But Brian, Brian, I got <laughs> something to tell you, my friend. It's, it, it's not what you think it is. So that Sasquatch yelled at you. Okay. Let's, 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 first of all, is that your land, Brian? Is that your land? Is that land belong to your people? Yeah. So are you steward? Do you accept stewardship of that land or not? I do. You do. Okay. So when the Sasquatch are doing stuff, let's say the Sasquatch were ripping up out, making a mess of it. Would you go to them and would you go, you guys have to take care of this. It's not even an individual thing. You would look at them and I'm just going to speak on your behalf. You would go, you guys got to fix this. This is your problem. You're not doing this. So you might've been sharing the same feelings, but I'll tell you something. When he goes, Hey, He's all, he's 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 sharing your feelings, but he's also saying, "Get your ducks in a row, because your people are messed up. And you need to fix yeah. it." Are you that's steward exactly, or not? That's exactly right? what I felt. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly not, what he's I not felt. he's not he's on your frequency, but he's also giving you hack. Remember, these are these are masculine, oh, yeah. powerful beings, and they accept responsibility for what they do, and you must accept responsibility for your community and what you do, especially if you walk around there. With your head held high as a proud, proud macaw man, you are steward of that land as an elder, and that's your responsibility. So that's he's he's also giving you an ass kick. And and the last thing I would tell you is if you really want to know what happened, listen to him. You're right, right. he did see, he knows. So the third thing he's saying, hey, is listen, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what happened, but you can't, can you? You're not able to listen. Because I, I guarantee you, if you just sat down, if you'd opened up your mind. And listen, just listen. Don't talk. Shut up. The masters are up there, and they're going to tell you something. If you're a microphone, not a speaker, got to right. shut your mind off and listen, and he will tell you. That's the other thing. I guarantee you, he'd have told you everything. He saw that animal killed, or, or not? maybe not him, but they did. They know. They're all out there. That's, that's one powerful message I learned this year. I'll tell you guys about it. Okay. I, was, I was hiking with these amazing people, this one lady who's really powerful empath. And the Sasquatch looked at her, and one Sasquatch, only one, there was four there. He looked at her, and he thought she was hilarious. She had this funny hat on, and he actually laughed. First thing that happened (laughs) that I learned about Sasquatch is their laughter, that emotion is so powerful, it hurt me. I was like, I was really in tune with them, and I actually had to go, ah, because the funny was paining me. I actually got a headache from how funny they thought it was. But the, the other message I learned 
is only one Sasquatch saw it, but they all thought it was funny. Do you know why? Because when one Sasquatch sees it, they all see it. Oh yeah, it's that- all real to them. It's 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 no different than seeing it with their own eyes. And these other Sasquatch were far away. They were all laughing because they all knew it was real and they all shared it. That's the level they're at, guys. When they communicate, they just completely share in that. So one Sasquatch somewhere saw that elk get killed inappropriately, and they all know. And and when that one Sasquatch was out there challenging you to take, you know, stewardship of your land like you're supposed to, especially as an elder, they all charged you with that. And 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 and, it, and even I'm responsible. I'm sitting here going, man, that's the first thing I see is these are my people. This is my responsibility, and yeah. something has to be done. And 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 they'll help, but it's I'm really done. ultimately it's your job. Dunking around, digging around, and stuff, and uh, you mm-hmm. know we're. Word of mouth travels pretty far, and I think sure, I have, sure. I think I have a person mm-hmm. uh, that might have. So mm-hmm. when I bump into this person, I know mm-hmm. who it is. I'm actually going to call him and see. The question I'm going to ask him, depending on how he reacts to my question, I'll know. And then that's when I, I ain't going to be gentle. <laughs> I might be a little bit respectful, but I'm gonna, you know, give him a a butt chewing verbally. You know what I mean? I work hard to try to find a animal to harvest that I can enjoy and benefit the the resource from. And then I got somebody out there that throws half a animal away, and I'm, you know, I don't really know the circumstances on it, but. Sure. I mean, just just wastefulness to me. Disrespectful, right? <laughs> but, and and Sasquatch knows that. That's why Sasquatch yells you. They the know head. the disrespect. They know that you need to do something. And yeah. and even even I'm going to be a little hard on you too. You know, if oh, if yeah. you're listening to them, you actually know. You can have your little logical thing in your head. They've already told you. They saw and they know. I guarantee a hundred percent they know. One hundred point zero percent they know. So Brian, if just just listen. And you'll know, and I, I can see in your mind already you do know, and I, I actually, uh, the, the, Sabe communi- communicated more to you than you're even subconsciously willing to admit. Your subconscious knows. That's probably why your nose got all put this way. And, uh, and, and that's just what they want. They want you to accept responsibility. They, they, you know, t- t- speaking of masculine, they want us to man up. They want us to feminine up. <laughs> yeah. You know, they want us to, to stand in that power properly and, uh, you know, so that's, you know, we, we need to really accept stewardship of the land. If, if we love it and we're part of it and it, it, it's, it's a part of us really accept that. And, and, and that, that, that really up levels humanity when you love your land, you respect it and you appreciate it so much. And, uh, so that's, it's a good lesson. It's a good, it's a good warm up even for more important things to come because more important trials and tribulations are ahead. And through these small ones that we can fix, we build this relationship and grow. And then when the hard times come, we'll stand together and, and we need it because there are, there is a darkness out there. There are dark times, there are dark things. And we have a responsibility as, as light beings, all of us to, to all stand together and weather the storm and be powerful and loving and, and natural and wild and free, all those things. So, uh, it's, it's great that you're building that race. Congra- you know, and you know what too? Congratulations. They also, they also said, Hey, you. <laughs> and you know why they said that because they know you're capable if they didn't think you were capable they wouldn't have given you that right so that's that's an honorable thing you're being you're being charged 
with taking responsibility like you know you can, like they know you can. It's like, right? who are we going to tell? Well, you. Why are we telling you? Well, because you. It's you. You understand? We know You're the only one, are. Brian. You're the only one. If you don't You're do it, the nothing's going to get done. And you right. know what's funny? When I was having this conversation with this this uh, spiritual guy I was telling you about, he asked me, he goes, well, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove to yourself to, that they exist? Or You know what I mean? He asked mm. me these questions. And mm. I says, well, you know, for me, I don't need to to come face to face to one and, you know, need to have this interaction. I already know because I can feel it. They've already communicated with me and I've seen, seen one. So I don't need to have that. And probably I'm probably not ready for to come face to face with one because mm -hmm. ask Todd, they're kind of spooky looking when they're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> they're big and if you ain't scared, you know what I mean? But yeah. something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You're a little bit scared of that. <laughs> I don't go out there looking to walk up and shake one's hand. You know, I mean, yeah, it would be cool, but I don't think I can handle that to take the step forward, to put my hand out and go, you know, and you got this being looking back at you. It's <laughs> got a loving eye. I'm sure I might take one more step, but you know what I mean? But you need to get there though. You need to get there. You're though. Gonna have, you need you're to get gonna there. Have have a rock solid big tree backbone to stand there and just take it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. They know. Okay. yeah they know. That's why they're gentle with you. And you have probably, you know, sorry to interrupt Todd, but I'm sure you've been face to face with them. It's just that like Anilia has shown us, she showed me twice. They can be standing right in front of you and you cannot see them. Right. She's been and done that multiple times. They showed her how to do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, no question you've been face to face, but they're gentle with their approach with you because they, you know, they value their relationship with you. And the last thing they want is like what happened in our yard where four of them are like, forget, it. I don't want nothing to do with Sasquatch. I don't, I'm not going outside ever again. Nope. Uh -uh. Sasquatch, Masquatch. Yeah. <laughs> four out of five. My mom covered her head and the rest of them ran in the house and they're not interested in Sasquatch anymore. anymore. They dropped it. So, like, you know, really they're very gentle, yeah. but they're also, you know, patient, but at the same time, it's hot. It's time. And yeah. this experience that you're sharing right now in this forum that you see in front of you of mystics who are trained in communication and ability to understand the messages we all had and heard the same things. That's the most valuable thing that you can have at this time, honestly, is a group together to share this experience with mm -hmm. to expand on it because your kindergarten level of seeing and ah uh, mine and Fred's and Kara's and Ashley's and Todd's and Ileana's combined together with some stewardship mentorship with Inelia's now you can get the whole message whereas before you could only get a piece a bit of it so you have to remember and remember, they don't work like Todd said. They don't work in isolation. They're not working They're not. as an individual. They work as a team. They work as a group, as a family. And when one sees something, they all see it. And that's what they expect of us, right? And that's why they've encouraged communication. And they love when Todd comes up because we'll get together and join with them, you know? 
And I love Todd like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's their favorite human. Well, I, I, I really, uh, I, I don't feel fear. Like I just, I see them now. That, that's something that, uh, in my, my best sighting this year was a, alone with Ashley in a, in a very sacred place that I take people to now. And, and they really came out and showed themselves to me really profoundly. And they were giving me a message though. And, uh, you know, and when I saw, when I, when I, when I looked and I saw, you know what? He, that, that Sasquatch wanted me to see him. He wanted me, he wanted to, he wanted to see the emotions that evoked for me when I saw him. And the emotions were so powerful. I just, you know, he's magnificent and amazing. And it's a pleasure to be, uh, befriended and, and taught by these incredible beings. And what, what I'm learning now, and I, and I might be wrong, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear your all perspective. Something I'm, I'm seeing it a lot is they, they get closer to me because a, a couple times, the closer they get to me, the more they seem to be able to hit me with a frequency. So I understand. And even, even to the point of, contact seems to be when you actually make physical contact like i was talking about jason shoot i don't believe that sasquatch had the ability to take his pain away and cleanse him without contacting him she actually had to put her hands on him so there is time when they do need to contact and get close like last year when i learned and i and i accepted that i was steward of the land that they put me on and and my job and my place a sasquatch got close to me i found that out the year after i came back look at where i was where i had the epiphany that sasquatch was like she got like 10 yards away from me in the bush why does she why do they keep getting close to me and why is it when they get close to me i have these incredible epiphanies and it seems to be that there is the distance does matter closeness with the frequency to hit me does matter and it's, it's probably because I'm, you know, I'm not clear enough and my mind's not open enough and I don't have that exceptional ability I do. And, and, and the frequency only can travel, you know, when it gets closer, it gets more powerful to the point of making contact. So, uh, I, I'd like to hear your perspectives because that's something I've really seen since I've even been to Nia Bay in this last year is contact and closeness helps them communicate and, and even change and touch and do things that I don't think they otherwise can do. How do you, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I think for, between themselves, they don't need that. They can communicate with each other for like that's like hundreds of miles away, right? Themselves, but with us, they do. It's us who need more kind of sensory input that can only happen if they're close by. Like, do you agree then? Yeah, Yeah. totally. Man, am I ever seen that, guys? They just get close. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, no, really it's not them. It's, it's us. Right. That isn't that, don't we even see that in science? You get further away from a radio frequency and you have to have a better receptor to, to receive it. The closer you get with the frequency, the stronger that frequency is. And we see that in physics and science and, and mathematical truths. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm seeing that with them where they, even some people, they want to come like, like, uh, Ashley. Man, they had a thing for Ashley, man. And she was, she was not quite ready for it. They were right there. They were going to give her something that was going to just, blow her whole mind it was just it was too much and they could see like the way the emotion overwhelmed me was a good lesson for them they man when they laugh it is like <laughs> like they are so powerful like it's so funny and i never believe me i love humor i like i'm canadian man jim carrey mike myers they're canadians we know <laughs> yeah, how they are. Laugh, right we're funny and i love laughter and to be like to the point where the expeditioners i was telling like i needed to go take a break for an hour almost took an advil like my head was hurting like on a, on a cellular level the 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 cells were like felt like they were bleeding and injured 
from the sensory input overload that blasted my mind and it was just laughter mm-hmm. so there's 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 you know and and and, that, and I was open to it that's the other thing too is when I am open and they they can hit me with stuff you know then I it, maybe it's overwhelming so it just depends on the frequency and and what I'm absorbing or not but I, I want you guys to know that that it, it and I am going to start teaching this and mentoring this you need to get closer closeness matters they want to get close not out of the same they don't like we like to touch things and you know we have these weird little you know we you know feel things they're not like that they want to get close because they're because the, the the signal and the communication that they want us to receive is so important it really matters so so brian especially for you you gotta get over that paradigm because closeness matters even physical contact there could be a reason where even a message could probably be transmitted better through physical contact. And it'll go both ways. They'll understand you better. They'll feel you better. Because I, I don't know. I, I know they understand our intent really, really well. But there might be better clarity with contact, right? So this this is becoming necessary. Because I, I don't want to move slowly. I'm an ambitious SOB. I <laughs> want this. To, like it's a, It's an emergency. And I move with a with a, tr- a horrific sense of urgency. That's why I'm hard on everybody. I'm, I'm like, we got to do this. Like this, is, we never don't have time to play around anymore. It's game time. This beautiful planet needs us. And we need to fix this. And it and and as fast as it's coming, I'm I want it more. I am ambitious, and I want it yeah, more for you. Yeah. So so closeness matters, ladies and gentlemen. And and right. it's been and confirmed by my two mentors right here. It's, it's over. One of the yeah, one of the things that. One of the things that comes to thought is like, uh, in this, in this sense where you, you got the pain and things like that. Mm-hmm. One of the things is you got to understand it's energy, right? Energy. And yeah. you know, a heater work, a heater, a heater sure. works, right? How does a heater work? Plug it into the electricity. The energy's going through the coils, mm-hmm. right? Why yeah. do the coils get hot? Resistance. Yeah. Resistance. Why do the coils get hot? Because of the energy that's flowing through it? Yeah, but yeah. why do the coils themselves get hot? Just because the energy goes through the wire doesn't make it hot. But when it hits the coils, it gets hot. Why does that happen? It, it, they, because they're causing resistance. They're causing, there's, exactly. There's there is resistance and friction creates heat. Oh, I see what heat you're saying. Is what makes pain. Mm-hmm. So my is resistance what... is what causes it. So if I would have yes. flowed. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, so... Wow. The clearing of that and that, that takes, you know, a little bit of work and mostly it's, it's not, it's not difficult to find these things that we have resistances about. The message of pain, pain was the message. The message is there's some resistance and what is the resistance? And with your work with the group, it's easier to find these things because oftentimes we can't see them ourselves, you know, right, right. but when we, when we have our team with us who look with us, then more often we'll be able to see it. Mm-hmm. So I have the same kind of experiences acting in a, the words I used at the time were as a conduit for a video transmission of a vibrational, whatever, you know, all the woo-woo speak that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And as functioning as the conduit, it would just create so much pain. I was like, God, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. And that was due to my resistances. And the resistance I had at the time was about worthiness. And the worthiness was interfering with the transmission and causing pain to me and also diminishing how much I could allow through. So when that resistance is cleared, that pain no longer exists and it isn't a painful thing. Mm 
Similarly with the angels, when the angels give you a million hugs, <laughs> yes. you like get overwhelmed emotionally because your emotional body isn't so messed all messed up a little bit. So the emotion, just the pure emotion, puts you into tears. <laughs> and, you know, you'll mistake that sometimes for an ecstatic bliss, but it's in a resistance of your emotional body. Your emotional mm-hmm. body needs the pipeline built and the resistance is cleared and things like that. The so flow. Flow. it's you about like a flow thing. One yeah, of the I things... Even when you flow, that that signal, like I'm always worried about the perception of it, but if you flow, when you hit that frequency, the frequency changes you when you perceive it and then let it go, right? Just let it move through you. Well, the verse words you said where you were worried about uh, what people would think about it or worried about this or worried about that, that worry is the resistance. Mm -hmm. So that worry is the place that you'll start your inquiry. And when you're mm-hmm. going to sit in meditation or you're going to sit in a contemplation space, you'll look at that energy that that is. You will use that worry. I know um, in the nine speak class, there's a thing called a fear processing exercise. Mm-hmm. You just substitute the word worry for the word fear in that exercise that comes with that package. Mm-hmm. And that's how you process that resistance. That allows it to give you the information it needs to, allows it to disassemble its um, blocking, and allow that pipeline to like open up. And that's part of the mind speak bundle that you have. Fear processing is for us guys. I mean, for you especially, fear processing exercise is like worthless. I'm not afraid of nothing, <laughs> but I do worry about some things. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of fear, just Use the word worry. It's the same process, mm. but a word that we can, or resistance, right? Mm. Things like yeah. that. Mm. So that can help clear that up because I'm sure they really want to laugh a lot more with you. But it's like <laughs> if they can only barely laugh and express themselves without causing you a lot of pain, do you see how that will be something that they will share less of unless you take responsibility for your own resistances? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like same with Brian. You, you clear that up, and then you're allowed and able to have more. And the key is, and I want to make sure we all hear this, and it's what we've been talking about so long, right? You've got to find your tribe, meaning your frequency are higher, right? Group of mystics works together. They don't work mm-hmm. on themselves all alone. Yeah. That's what Anaya has been teaching us for a long time, and it's it's so true. And they don't work alone. They don't work alone. Why should you? Yeah. Right. No. Here's a crazy question I need to ask somebody. Maybe somebody can answer it for me. When you're meditating, and I know I I, I can get in a meditative state by breathing, closing my eyes, trying to just open my mind to relax it. Do you look for, I'm trying, this is weird how to try and explain it. Uh In the darkness, when your eyes are closed, I can see things, but I'm not really comprehending what they are. But I think I see things. If there's a higher level to see where I need to access, and sometimes it comes through as light and dark and flashes, though. And I'm trying to think, is it another level I need to be looking for in that darkness and is that part connected to the uh, that front part of the brain? What is that front part? The that or I can't remember the name of it, but pineal gland. 
Is that how you do it, or is it more of a, just a feeling and knowing? It's a great question. Go for it, honey. <laughs> she didn't want to answer to her. I have ideas of my own, but you're the, uh, well, the expert. My my ideas is you're you go lean into it, lean into it, right? So when you're seeing that, that's the the, the attempt to try to rationalize it or understand, understand it. it or to make it have a word or do everything. That's the Mine's, the mind monkey, chatter, monkey, monkey chatter. Yeah, monkey you chat. just go into that stuff and let it. Let it express, express itself, and the expression of itself will be the, the answer. The answer. <laughs> Trying to say like this isn't it, or what's this must be more than that. That's that's kind of what like gets you gets in your way. Yeah. That's the whole point of then just when that happens when the mind chatter comes back, then just focus back on the breathing. The one other the thing is is that you do as a regular practice to put you in a meditative state. Just go back to that and stay at that and allow the expansion to happen as naturally as it does without stopping it. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's usually what we do to ourselves. And we've done this because we're trained to do that because you got to remember this. The reason is because the experiences we wanted to have meant we needed to not know these other things. And this time's changing. So those are experiences and expansions of knowledge that we do need to have in order to have the new set of experiences we want. It's just our choices, right? So that's what I would say. What would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. You lean into it and you're in that moment. So if it's something flashing, you flash. Enjoy. Look. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. allow it to evolve. Eventually it does evolve into more flash or less flash or whatever, but you, we don't know because that's your own personal expansion, right? right? And what's funny about it is, I don't know, I could go off in so many different directions when I'm in that state. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like everything's passing by, and I'm like, yeah. oh, should I that one, or should I follow that one? And it, <laughs> it, almost, it almost frustrates me when I when I come back to reality, and then I'm like, like man, what did I miss if I would have took left, or what did I miss if I would have went right? <laughs> You know it's kind I of mean. like a, st- you know, you remember when we had cars back in the day and you put and in I, an eight track or this cassette and you turned it on and it come out one speaker in the middle of the front of the car. And it's, right. and then what I, what I've come to understand, I guess, and with talking with you guys too, is that part of it for me is just me being a novice in trying to gain that area and understand it. I don't, do it enough, I would say. You know what I mean? I'll get there, but it's just I have all these uh, – I can't focus on what I need to focus on at that point to get it. I have too many other <laughs> left, right, up, down ways where I think I need to be going. You know what I'm saying? Totally, yeah. Focusing on where I think I need to be going, I, I think I need that more instead of worrying about what am I looking for? Well, what, <laughs> you know are you what, missing? what are you missing? <laughs> yeah, what are you missing? Practice makes perfect. So yeah, definitely. And that, and that, it's totally, it's, it's, it's practicing it. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. learning to really listen and, and finding your way. And don't, don't you, don't you dare think of yourself as a novice because mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that's, you're putting yourself in a box, right? You're a highly evolved, exceptional being right on a journey who's to say where we're novice or expert or 
that's 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 human garbage right just just go and love it like remember who you are and where you come from and and how evolved you are and how exceptional you are and take that journey and really know in yourself know how great this you are and how great this is and learning to listen and have peace of mind and and is is such an exceptional gift and we all have to do it nobody i i guess some people are more gifted than others and uh and i i'm definitely not on the gifted end of it i've seen people that are just born and so gifted but you know now i look at it and I, now i'm on the same journey as them and maybe i'll be the guy that appreciates it more i find that people that were just given this gift they're both dead they you know they died from alcohol and they drug because they because they didn't take the journey they were just it was just given to them and they they just didn't learn how to deal with it now with me being on the long journey to get to where they are I have a much better understanding of it, a much better appreciation of it. And and wisdom comes with it when you worked for it. Give a kid a car and he crashes it. Make a kid earn his car. He's out there buffing it with a diaper, right? You've got it. It's human nature. You've got to earn it. You've got to work for it. Love that journey. And who knows who you are and how exceptional you could be. You could be the one that, you know, makes the discovery and helps us ascend. And you are. You're a part of it. That's, that's what Larry and Ollie were talking about, this community of it, right? You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't separate yourself from it if if you decide to be a part of it. We we welcome you with open arms. Incredibly grateful for all of you on this journey, and uh, and you know you can't you can't be taken out of it. And you and you damn well know it. You're part of it, and just <laughs> embrace it, right? People people are at, uh, do that to me all the time. Well, what if this gets? What if they make the discovery in this? Well, first of all. The discovery is such a magnificent gift. I don't give a rat's ass who makes it. How ego would that be? I just want it done ethically. I want it done well. I don't want some ass to shoot one and this war to start between us. And and I don't believe that can happen now. So I just believe it's going to be ethical. And whatever incredible being makes this discovery moves forward. Assist me and assist the world. So how can I sit there and ego go, well, I didn't. It wasn't me. Well, it was. <laughs> you were there. You were part of it. We're all teaching sabe and they're all learning from us every that one thing you did with sabe brian the, the things that you do in all you with the the elk leg coming back like we're all a part of this uh, ashley the footprint that you found right just it's it's all we're all they all learn and they all share it and then we all do and we all bring it back and you know as as a, as a group as a cooperation it expands and so just just decide to be a part of it and you are and and what a wonderful gift that is. Listen and 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 expand and grow. So and it's hard for me. Oh my God, I I, I like to. Here's some confession, boy. I, my meditation was hard in the beginning, but once I started getting it, and and nature so helps me. When I'm out in the wilderness, I just get a state of zen. Like I I sleep better in the wilderness. Uh, it's it's actually it's ridiculous how well I sleep <laughs> yeah. in the wilderness as opposed to at home. It's really ridiculous. I'm lucky yeah. if I sleep seven hours. Doesn't matter how much I work out, how much training I do, how good I eat. Seven hours is a miracle. I go out in the wilderness, man. I just sleep like a baby for ten hours if I wanted to, and have a good hike, nice. good food, and just chill out and relax. It's not even it's not even sleeping. It's just the state of like a, I feel like a, a caterpillar becoming a butterfly when I sleep out there and here it's like, it's like a battle to, to stay asleep. And because of all the, the there's just the, I have to accept the fact that this is a city and there's magnetic fields and, and energies and 5g and all this stuff that all these people are telling me it's, it's very real. And it, uh, and, and I can see the resultants in, in, in my life. So there's also psychic noise in cities like other people, especially as you're opening your mind to mm-hmm. receive more, Mm-hmm. On the Sasquatch and other people. Yeah. When you're in the city, there's also something called a psychic noise, which is everybody's thoughts 
and dreams and whatever their their minds, whatever is going in their minds, mm-hmm. is like a, a buzzy noise in a city. How do I deal with that? Uh, There's yes, multiple ways yeah. of handling it. The most, I think, the the obviousest one is that you should have a house in the outside the city. <laughs> but there's no yes, other way. So, I'm, so for all of us in the city, we're still living in the city because yeah. you can't live more wildernessy. Then but you're doing right and going, spending time in the, in the wilderness. That's one of the things because it's like somebody who's very thirsty goes out for some water. You know, it's like yeah. charge you up. Yeah. So spending time more in the wilderness will help you. But um, I've, I mean, people have asked me this. You know, it's like they can hear the chatter. In a city, what do they do? Funnily enough, one of the things that helps is those noise cancelling machines, in like the oh, the bows, the bows help noise and the, yeah, and also the white noise machines. They actually do help. Isn't weird? And of course, it's really weird, but it does the, actually help. The EMF. Um, I mean, there are people that come and survey your house and say, hey, this is that and there. It's literally strong here and strong there that they can help. can handle, yeah. The EMFs, you know, you turn your Wi-Fi off at night mm-hmm. make sure it's on a thing that shuts off so you don't have it on at night. Or you use cables for the, if you're really sensitive and to that stuff. And people have found, like, Organite and all sorts of Organites things. Organite helps and yes. things that help whatever you try, find something that helps. Like for the EMF, yeah. For the EMF and the noise in the city and all the 5G and all the phones and all the other shit, you know. I mean that ends. How ends? How 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 hard it is to take care? Like yeah. the food, you got to eat the water. Well, it's like, between the, now you got to worry about the chatter. It's it's goddamn. I take well, it's tough, but it's like day. that's because Ugh. it's so hard to keep humans tamped down. Yes. So you the whole this noise is so that you can stay yeah. asleep. Right. Is the way that you would think of it. The reason for all that noise and all that chatter and all that EMF and all that interference and all that distraction, all that other stuff is so that you don't do what you're doing. Right. Because there's a lot of people who don't want to wake up and they prefer to continue on like they are. That's their choice. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, which is the opposite of what the planet's doing, Mm -hmm. it needs a lot of work to keep it tamped down. So you're basically where you're sitting, where a lot of work is being done to keep it tamped down. So you have to do a little extra work to make it a little bit less tough on yourself, right? Yeah. Because your, your, your higher self knows better than us what you're here to experience. Mm-hmm. Everyone around you is the same way. Their higher self knows better than us. What did they come here for? Right. That's. And the, the noise and the, 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 the mind chatter. <clears throat> It's like it's it's always been there. If you lived in a city all your life, it's always been there. It's just that now that you know what it is and you know now why you don't know. You, now you know <laughs> why you can't sleep that well, right? But it's always been there, and you've done fine. You've been great, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like disabling in any way. Um, but yeah, there's ways that you can lower it. If you can't get into the wilderness, you get those noise canceling headsets or you get the EMF um, tent thing um, we got. No, no, that's for the EMF. I'm talking about the psychic, psychic chatter. chatter. Um, or you get one of those uh, white noise machine things, you know, and they have to help. The they playing of the mantra things that we're playing at night. The mantra songs and they actually do help. At night, yeah. But it's like, for me, like growing up, I always knew, I was always aware of it. And it was like, uh, I had the, like, orchestrated living next to a park, usually. 
So you get some relief through the trees. The trees are really good buffers. Um, yeah, and every now and then when I was OD'd on it, <laughs> because I was mountains. born and I grew up <laughs> in, uh, in cities, um, I would climb. So you go into a mountain or a hill and there's a certain altitude where it stops, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating. Right? Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. But there's an altitude where that mind chatter stops. Mm-hmm. Wow. So mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. You can yeah. do that. And I have found that most of the people who love to be out there hunting or out in the wilderness and they're usually like wide open to hearing. And they need that time out there. They need that time out there to get mm-hmm. that little relief. So those are good yeah. tips. Altitude, mm-hmm. white noise, uh, bow sets, if you like. <laughs> the wired the ones. Wired, so the wired ones that have the noise canceling in there. Yeah. It gives you mm-hmm. a silent space. I don't, I like, <laughs> I remember recording a podcast episode in the city and I had been there for a few weeks and it was quiet and we we're in a backyard, a little nature setting. It was like such a nice and idyllic space. And then we recorded everything. And then when I listened to it in a different place, I was like, holy crap, there's airplanes and trucks and honks and cars and engines and people and honking and oh, for crying out loud, it was so loud there, but I couldn't even hear it, but it was still present, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you just have to acknowledge you're in that environment. Yeah. So give yourself a break. Yeah. And these are ways that you can get a break. And it's not just the audio noise, it's a psychic noise. Mm-hmm. And the psychic noise is becoming louder because now you can hear it because... You're developing you're that developing. skill. <laughs> Thanks to the Sasquatch. <laughs> Thanks to the Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the uh, closeness thing kind of... It, it, um, it reminds me of an experience Fred had when we all went on our little expedition mm-hmm. and we went down to the lake and we um, walked into the middle of the forest in the middle of the night, which... I don't know, about five years ago, I would have said, no freaking way am I ever doing that. I mean, the first time you came out, Todd, and you said, we're going to go back here and stay in the woods backyard. I'm like, no way. <laughs> Not happening. You're going to do that? Really? It was so terrifying. Just mm-hmm. the thought of it. And then uh, you did it and um, you didn't get, you know, killed. By bear. <laughs> you didn't get ate. You, did, you didn't die each time that you did it. So I was like, okay, I guess I can go check it out. It's well, and one day, enough. and one day, a Sasquatch came around, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. success. So, yeah. well, Fred, yeah, Fred's little story kind of illustrated the closeness thing because I, I have a little bit of fear about them too. I mean, I'm sure, depending on like Brian, depending on the day and depending on the time and the place, if it's like noontime on my front porch and they walk up in the grass, which is not a natural place and time and space well, then, for them. Right. Maybe I would be like a little less, you know, scared. But at three o'clock in the morning, pitch black and the noises, and then there's this giant thing that has a scent to it. And that would be a bit overwhelming for me. So probably they're not going to put you through it. Put me through it. Even though I say I want it, my body says it doesn't, right? Right. Without some more work. So uh, when we went down there, when we went down to that point by the lake, Todd, I had scouted the area and find the place that the Sasquatch said, Hey, we want, and we're ready and we're willing to meet you here and we can meet you here. And you brought us there, Todd. And we sat down Mm -hmm. and we spread out. Remember we're in the, 
I like a mile and a half, two miles back in the woods yeah. in the middle of the night <laughs> sitting like we were so far off of the road. I was like, I, hopefully you know how to get us back to the road, Todd, because I don't know if I can be sure that I know how to get back to the road. And you, you said have- that out loud to all the people yes. that were there and scared the living hell out of them. Thank you. I'm going to kill Larry. <laughs> I know Larry's like, let's keep going. At one point, I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> so. <in this." laughs> like we're way too far. But Todd's like, we're like, Todd's like, hey guys, you do know I'm expert tracker, right? <laughs> I have never gotten lost. You will be fine. I'm here, and he like made everything okay. It's like okay, okay, let's go for it, guys. Right? You allowed us to do something that we wouldn't do on our own. Mm-hmm. No way, no ho way, Jose. Well, maybe Brian would, but I definitely wouldn't. So. We go out there to meet a Sasquatch, right? Face to face. You know, we're ready and we're in the spa. And uh, I got the messages over here. And, you know, everybody sat in their spots and we were quiet for a while. And then, then at the end of it and in the middle of it, I got the feeling that that Sasquatch was there, but I couldn't see it. And I was like, ah, oh, it must be invisible. What's going on here? And Very maybe I'll, I'll well. pass. Yeah, it's so close. So I'll pass the mess, pass the story on to Fred because he was sitting up the trail from me and he saw what I didn't see. So can you share a little Fred? Yeah. So what it was, it was when the light was going. So there was light, but it was like at the end and about 20 minutes later, it was dark and we were using flashlights. But before then we were all sitting like in a little ravine and there was like a little water Creek trickling and um, I could see the people around me and across the creek. I think you had gone off to explore into the bushes even further. And right. Right. And so, and so, and then everybody settled in and we kind of got quiet and we were, we we're sitting there and it was quiet. And then I heard some rustling kind of off in your direction. And I was like, well, I'm quiet. And I wasn't thinking about anything. And then, and then it, and then I saw a Sasquatch coming towards me out of the bush. Your has been locked up. Your huh? IP address was used without your knowledge or con- oh. Sorry. <laughs> Are you getting hacked, Todd? Getting What's hacked. Happening. Continue. I'm listening. I'm listening. Continue. And so, <laughs> so, so, so I saw, it and I was like, and I was like, and I was like. Holy crap! I'm seeing a Sasquatch, and everyone's sitting around me. I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> what? And then it's like, well, I didn't know what to do. It was big, and it was walking like towards me from across the creek. So I was like, well, everybody's around me. People are gonna see this. And it came, and there was some rustling. And then after a few after a few steps towards me, it just sh- shrunk down. And it was Larry. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, what did I just see? I just saw a Sasquatch walking towards me. And then, and then it became Larry. And, you know, and I said, Hey, Larry, you were a Sasquatch. And you, and you turned into Larry. And then, and then, well, I mean, and Alia said something after that, you can take it from there. So. What? I don't remember what Anelia said after that. I mean, you said something like, well, you did see a Sasquatch because it was very near Larry. And- yeah, that's it. It's like the, the the way that you you tail it, the way that you experienced it, looked like the, I was a Sasquatch, but I wasn't a Sasquatch. The way I experienced it is I was out there to meet one and they'd be very close to me, and I was sure my body was okay with it, 
like, yeah, it'll be fine, you'll be fine, but it's truly probably not true. That wouldn't necessarily be fine with a 12-foot-tall lady Sasquatch sitting right next to me, even though that's what I was asking for, right? Right. So, I mean, I've, I've never seen a Sasquatch there. Walk, walking towards me in my life, and it was pretty scare, jolting and scary for a couple seconds. Uh, right. and, then, and, then it, and then it wasn't, right? Then it was me, so it was relaxed. But it was her, and then she must have went invisible. Well, they can do that. And one of the funniest things about them being able to vanish from your, is because they vanish from your awareness, not because they vanish physically. Right. Right. Okay. So when I, when I heard that story and I looked at it, it felt like, yeah, Larry and the way that Larry told it first time was like, I knew I could feel that she was Mm -hmm. there. It's almost like I could reach out and touch her, but. I couldn't see her, so I understood that she was made herself invisible because it would freak me out, right? And then I started walking back to the group, and and then we heard what Fred just shared, and it appeared to me that she was actually there, but to Larry's perception, she had become invisible. However, for Fred's perception, she hadn't. And when she felt that Fred was looking then or concerned or whatever. A little freaking out. A little freaking out. Then she became invisible to him also. And in our minds, our brains are really good at translating things and making them make sense. Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Right. So, so how, how can he... Uh, so for him, it's like, oh, it turned into Larry. It wasn't a sass or just a Larry. Yeah. But how could it be? Because how 12 foot tall to, you know... Regular sized human. So it doesn't logically make sense, but it's the way that our brains translate things so that they can make sense. Yeah. And it felt to me like, yeah, she was there and she was physically there, but she was very gentle in, in the people's perception of her presence. And we have seen that before too. Yeah. And I, yeah, I get so frustrated sometimes at myself or it's like, come on, just get your shit together. You can do it. Come on. But they're, they're more gentle on us than we are on ourselves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that same incident, it was right after for me, when I found that track um, off the path and it was a female Sasquatch and I was connecting with her, like as Todd was um, referencing earlier. And so at that time, when this was happening with the two of you and what you observed, I actually was connecting with her too. And we were sitting there and in that mind speak, I felt her ask, saying, like, do you want to meet? Do you want to meet, like, now? Or not? I don't even think she said now. And yeah. she's like, do you want to meet, like, physically? And I was like, yeah, that'd be really nice sometime. <laughs> sometime, not now. Right now. <laughs> exactly. And later, I was so like, what? <laughs> why, why, why? Yeah, you know, but in the moment, it was just clear, like, you, know, you could say my subconscious or whatever, right? It was like, just that I wasn't ready yet to me and uh and so there was a little bit of that frustration later like i had this opportunity she asked and i said sure some other day you know that'd be nice like not like i oh, didn't even the- catch that it could be right now like let's do this now which is the whole reason why we were there, literally right? right there huh literally right there and i'm like yeah that'd be great someday so i didn't see her at all and that that <laughs> expedition that was set up weeks ahead of time todd said hey i'm coming and the sasquatch oh todd's coming and the signs everywhere hey todd's coming we're excited 
And then go find a spot for you guys to meet up. Let's find a spot that we can meet up that everybody can be at. It's safe. Mm-hmm. It's clear. It's whatever. And I mean, I splurred all over the dang place and there was only one place, even this other place next to it. It's like, no, not there here. Mm-hmm. We went where we agreed to go and we were, you know, we did meet Sasquatch, but I didn't see it. Fred saw it and you got clearly, yeah, you want to. Yes. <laughs> later. <laughs> Someday, maybe. And Carl, and, and, and you had, I, that was when I gave you hell that day. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Kara caught the full, full force of fret. Todd's, Todd's wrath. Todd's wrath. Well, actually, it's a good, it's a good point because, um, I remember on that expedition, I was very ego triggered for reasons I can't even remember. But the point is, is like when you're triggered, your awareness shrinks and like it's all about me, myself, and I and poor me and whatever, right? And I remember going through this expedition, like Larry said, you know, we had set up all this time to like orchestrate it weeks in advance. Then here I am and this great opportunity, like freaking triggered. It's like, and then I got mad because I'm triggered and it just spiraled. Right. But yeah. the, anyway, it was a good learning because it was very tangible about how when we're so self-absorbed, like it's really hard to connect and that's when Todd was like, Kara, what's going on with you? Like, where are you? Like, come on. Like, you're not even, you're not at your A game. What's going on? You know, and started <laughs> yeah. to like look at it. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm like, not in my A game at all because of the struck and awareness. And then we had a really cool uh, exercise, which helped me get out of it, where there was this tree that was logged. It was cut down like probably years before. Right. And I did notice that there were some, branches that were put onto that stump very obviously sasquatch but i got curious and i was like why did they put branches on this stump like in such an unusual way it wasn't a star it wasn't a break it was like different and they're like well what do you think tap into it feel into it i was like okay knowing that (laughs) at the time right and what we saw and what Todd, you helped me see, and we talked about it and expanded that, you know, using our strength, right. To expand our awareness. We saw that, you know, there was the Sasquatch that really loved playing in that tree and that there were other family connections with the tree. And, you know, he saw like the loggers come and take it down and, you know, it can be upsetting. The ways of man are always like clear and, you know, that's why they think we're, infected and possessed and all these things. But it was almost like putting those branches was like a, you know, like a a sacred way of recognizing the connection as well as even making like a, what do you call it? Like a, um, not a ritual, like Like a remembrance or a, like a mark of remembrance in a way, which was interesting. And that was such a great thing to explore together. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you gave me hell that day, Todd, because it was a yeah. You're pissing me off, but but, <laughs> but but you know you know what you know what too you know what too that I that I felt is so you had the gift of of revealing that information. What I felt is I felt the Sasquatch going. You know how beautiful is that for her to be recognizing that? Like when when you when you care enough to 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 to, to perceive those beautiful gifts of them, you become a part of of that, and then uh, and and so. Even I, I felt like, to be honest, I felt like Sasquatch was like, she is, 
she's just not getting it and it's 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 upsetting us and then when you got it and you showed what you were really <laughs> capable of because they know they were just uh you, you need to understand it it really touched them like they were they were touched by it they were like wow because you literally shared in their experiences and their feelings that they'd left behind in that energy and that, that that's it's that's the purpose of it right and to, to share in that and partake in that to put that energy out there and to recognize it is is beautiful and connecting and 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 i'm telling you they're never they're never going to forget that right and there's multiple individuals that 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 had that love and reverence for that being and that that one sasquatch that had that special tree is not there anymore so there aren't even remembrance of him right mm. so it's really uh it's mm. it's 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 so important that you all of us bring our a game like i you know like i i love you guys and i have so much fun nia bay is so important to me but we have mm. stuff to do like we got to get our a games on you you guys need to be so now that i'm bringing this information to you that closeness matters connectivity matters contact matters you guys got to get over these horse manure paradigms you got to stop seeing them for what you think they are and start seeing them for what they are how dare you judge them by their physicality i'm not you don't judge me by that i don't judge you by that you don't dare judge them by that see them for who they truly are like their 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 the essence the energy the frequency and let's grow, man, because even like the world needs us so badly. You got to be a little scared, aren't you? Like, aren't you a little scared? Like, even in this conversation, I'm, I'm thinking, man, most people live in the cities and are subject to all this crap and can't sleep properly, you know. And, and how do we help them? And, and I, I don't. And I, this is the only way I know to help and fix anything, you know. Like, like people are. Aren't you worried about the chemtrails? Don't you do this with the environment? This is this is what I do to fix that. This is the only thing I do to fix that. And this fixes it. When we're, when we're truthful and honest and integrity is out there and, and nobody can lie anymore, we can all sit there and go, Biden, you're a liar. Like we can see you. You, what you're saying out of your mouth is untrue. <laughs> Who's telling the truth? Oh, you're telling the truth. You go lead us. Like I, I, w- I want a leader to stand in front of us and not to say a goddamn word. Just to speak to us. And then we'll all go, Oh, wow. He's going to work. He's going to, Oh man, you're going to do good things. There's no voting. That's corrupt too. We can just go, you're the one. Go do it. Like you're amazing. Go do wonderful things for this beautiful land that we live in. And that's what we're all working for. hundred percent. So it is important. And, and if we dick around, if we have these stupid paradigms, if we don't see things appropriately, it's going to take a lot longer. And I can't tolerate that. I'm only around for so long. And I'll tell you, <laughs> there are men like John Bitternagel. I love that man. I remember him looking at me one day on camera saying, and you know, I, I'd hope this discovery would happen in my lifetime. And I remember thinking, you're a wonderful man. Of course it will. And it didn't. He's gone. And that's not me. I'm going to look back and I'm going to say, wow, this discovery happened. And I busted my ass and I worked for it and I fought for it and I made it happen. And I didn't make excuses. And that happens masculine and feminine, right? So you guys, you guys need to get ready. I'm coming to Nia Bay and I'm coming every year and I have new information I'm not talking about. When I see you all, we're going to have a sit down. I got some stuff to show you guys. So you better have goosebumps because I'm going to show you guys something that I don't think any of you know about. This is like next level. This is like, this is, this is imagine how important it is. It a little important that we make carbon dioxide and the trees absorb that and they make oxygen for us to live. Oh, I found something else out that's that important. And wow. Not recognizing it. Sabe taught me that this year. I'm going to show you guys the, okay. the undeniable proof of that, that there's another thing going on out there that we don't know about that's extremely important. 
And, uh, and we need to start passing this information on. So we are going next level, all of us. And I need you guys to have your game, meditate, clear your minds, open yourselves up, work with one another. And I don't want to hear any, I'm not bringing any excuses. I wake up early and I stay up late every day. And I'm very passionate about this discovery and fixing and doing my part as steward of this, of this planet, right? Of this beautiful home that we live in. I do have a responsibility to it. And so do you. And I expect you all to have your game faces on because I, I won't tolerate anything less. And I make no apologies. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> think, Sounds like we got our that's orders. Perfect. <laughs> that's so. a perfect way to end the podcast, I think. Thank I you. Too, Todd. You got, yeah. got our march uh, orders. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. And we'll be seeing you anyways in a, well, from the time this posts, a couple of days. Yes. So, uh, you know, we're going to get our marching orders in person in a couple of days. Yes. And I can't wait for it. Yeah. Thank you. This has been I awesome. Appreciate your help. Todd, please tell us where our listeners can find you. Uh, discoveringbigfoot.org. You can just Google my name, Todd Stanning. I don't know. You know, you know what? You know what I'm going to say now? The truth is, you want to get to me, you got to manifest. That's how everybody does <laughs> Nice. Figure, it out. figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. If you if you're powerful enough, you can manifest me. So go to work. Get it done. I have thousands of people that want to come on expedition with me. I have tens of thousands of people that have questions for me, and only the ones that manifest it get it. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's a miracle how people. I can't believe you called me. Well, you manifested it, sir, <laughs> and, and you're ready. Go manifest. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> And while you're out manifesting, you can find us and more episodes of Drive Into the Res at driveintotherose.com slash Sasquatch. All right. <laughs> oh, we'll see you there. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining. Bye, guys. Bye.